Welcome, welcome, welcome. Season three, Wind Down with Kev. I am Kevin Spann, Kevin Spann, the insurance guru. And I am so excited today. This season, the hashtag has changed the narrative and party people in the place to be. Trust me, we are going to change the narrative on this one. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Wind Down with Kev. By day, I am your local Allstate insurance agent, and by night, I turn into a podcast host, and today, I am amped on 10, make that 11, now, I might be at a 15 today, because I got some phenomenal guests with me. Um, Lewis is leaning in, but I'm all about that gentleman life, I'm going to have to introduce the wonderful young lady on my right to me, Johanna Amaya. Johanna, introduce yourself to the people and tell them who you are. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin, so much for having us here. We Well, I'm Johanna Amaya, lender and also co-host for Feeding Power Podcast, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you for being here, and I stand corrected as Johanna. I've been listening to Spanish with Paul. I'm trying to pick my Spanish-speaking <laughs> game up, and I dropped. I made the J silent, but my bad is Johanna. And to my left, leaning in hard on the left elbow, sharply dressed, my young brother, young gun, Luis Molina. Talk yo, to yo, the people. Yo, 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 Kevin, that intro, I, I, I got to give it up to you, man. You have a lot of energy right now. No, um, man. You're going to set the bar for the podcast. Podcast, so no. <laughs> tell the people who you are, man. My, yeah, my, I'm definitely. feeding off your energy. It's like a second cup of coffee. Yeah, so definitely tell the people who you are. So, man. so for everyone who doesn't know who I am, unfortunately, you have to know who I am. My name is Louis Molina. I like that. Um, I'm a local real estate agent with Signature Premier Properties. Um, I am a co-host with Feeding Power Podcast as well. Um, Joanna and I are business partners, and we do a lot Didn't of. Did you hear our- Kevin? It's Johanna. Johanna Hamaya. <laughs> you gotta uh, check out Spanish <laughs> with Paul, man. You gotta pick your. <laughs> you gotta pick your game up. Definitely, definitely, man. So yeah, so for everybody who doesn't know, you should know who I am by this episode and. Kevin, let's get this party started. It's done, man, but I'm hosting this time, man. This is on me. You're not the host. You're the host of Feeding the Power. I'm the host. I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to do the uh, drive-in here. Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about your both of y'all as individuals first, and then we're going to get to that phenomenal podcast. So to my right, Johanna. That's, we say the J this time. I, okay. We okay. good with that? The yeah, J? Definitely. Johanna. Yes. Johanna, you're a mortgage loan officer, mortgage lender, For people out there that don't know what you do, tell them exactly what a mortgage loan officer does. Okay. Um, Well, my title is to get stressed. (laughs) That's it. No. So what we do is we get our clients approved. We go through the approval process. Then we get them into contract with the help of good real estate agents to get them to the closing. So what we do is really take care of the finances when they're not buying cash. So anything that's real estate, that means land, uh, properties, and so on. If you don't have cash, you're not buying cash, and you need a mortgage, you need a, you need a lender, that's when I come into place. So, John, a lot of my listening audience might not understand that. They might think, well, if I wanted to borrow money, wouldn't I go to a bank? Yes, and we are a bank. So yes. you want to, so it depends. You go to a bank if you want to borrow money for a personal loan. You go to the car dealer if you want to borrow money for a car. You go to us if you want to buy a property, a house. You come to us. We take care of even commercial 
properties now. So yes, you come to us. We are a bank. I'm with Clifco Mortgage Bankers. And what we do is take care of your finances to make sure that if even if you're not ready for that purchase, we get your finances going so you can get that purchase going. I love it. So if somebody was to come to you and maybe today my credit score is not right, you're the kind of person that would help me through that. That's right. So I never say no to my clients. That's what makes me different with other lenders. So if you're not ready, I'm not going to say, bye, Kevin. You know, you're not ready. I'm going to give you exactly the reasons why, the factors why you're not ready, and how to get that going, how to fix it to get you ready. That's that's beautiful. Nobody likes to hear no. So the fact that you will work with me, even if I'm not perfect, I got this uh, dream of being a homeowner, but I'm not ready. I'm glad that, that you'll still work with me. So, so Lewis, I love your, I love your bio because your bio right at the yeah. top, it says you're turning dreams into reality. Talk 100%. about that. So, so I do, I do turn dreams into reality because, um, I you want, know, I want a Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dream. Make you got to say that, right? Boom. You, you want a what? Boom. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even want so, one. <laughs> so the reason why I have that in, you know, in my bio is because this is a dream, especially for, um, you know, first time home buyers, investors, um, you know, I, I work with investors. I work with first time home buyers. So for, you know, for me, it's, it's, helping them achieve that, you know, and there's a lot of real estate agents, a lot of loan officers, they don't, they don't look at it that way. They look at it as it's just another dollar, another day. For me, it's another dream, another dream that I'm helping somebody make it a reality. And that's what it's about. So when, when somebody comes to you and they want to buy that residential property or they want to get into flipping houses like you into, you don't just look at them as a client. You see it as a dream and you feel a dream. Correct. So, so that's what we do. Um, the best part is nosotros hablamos español. Sí, no right? problema. So <laughs> the best part is we're able to teach our community one in Spanish, and also you don't have to be part of a community, but we want to make sure that when it comes to this, you understand one the process, like Joanna said, of getting approved for a mortgage or any type of loan, and that we're able to just feed off you know our energy, our vibe, and give that to them so they can you know give it to their future kids, family, generational wealth, and all this other good stuff. That, 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 that spins off it. And I love I love what you said about the process. So help me understand something. Somebody has a, a dream. Mm-hmm. They're working hard. They want to be a homeowner. They're tired of, of renting. What are some things that people don't understand about being a house that you help, buying a house that you help them with? So, they so, do so it all comes down to what Joanna was saying a little bit earlier about the credit, the income. So, and I'll explain, and probably, I don't know your target market, but I'll explain to you a little bit about my target market. So, what happens is, in our community, we have, um, unfortunately, um, a lot of our clients don't have, one, as much knowledge of the home buying process. So, sometimes their credit is not the greatest, or they might not have as much income because they're either blue-collar workers or farm workers who are barely making enough to even qualify for a loan. So most of these things are, you know, they're downturning because, you know, somebody can have a really nice dream and then you have a, a lender, you know, if you don't have a lender like Joanna on your side and then she kills the dreams, then now this person can have the biggest dreams and you killed it and now you can't turn that into reality. They're going to be afraid to even approach the next person because 100%. somebody said no. So it's coming back to Jordan for a minute. That's phenomenal that you say yes. And just by you saying that, I feel more confident that I can get it. You Correct. Know? It might take you maybe you thought you were ready. It could take you a month, two months 
few months, a year, it has happened. It has taken a year. But, Kevin, for example, if I come to you, I don't know everything, the ins and outs for insurance. Yeah. You know that. So I might not be ready thinking, okay, I need this, I need that. You're say, Johanna, listen, for what you want to qualify for, the, you know, the quote that I'm giving you, this is what you need to do. Same thing with mortgages. They don't know the, all the ins and outs. That's my job to know the ins and outs. So why would I deny you just because you're not ready right now? Absolutely, because there's no telling what somebody can do. Right. That's phenomenal. I just think um, by the energy that both you give off, I know how your clients have to feel, especially yeah. when they don't just get one of you, they get two of you. That's the Wait, they don't get two. They get <coughs> more than that. Because Talk about it. <laughs> Talk about it. Let's hear about so, it. So because the the best part about it is I have a team. So, okay. You know, my, so my team um, and Joanna's actually going to start building her team very soon. So now we're, when we have this team, we look for powerful players like ourselves who are able to also give the same energy, give the same vibe to our clients. So now – you're, you're not going to have one Lewis. You're going to have seven Lewises, seven Joannas Woo! that are all working hold together. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> seven Lewises. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot of energy. That's like 10 cups of Starbucks coffee. That's that's a lot to, to, to handle. So how about two Lewises and eight Joannas? That's a little bit of a, a better yeah, yeah. A, a better mix. But um, let's talk about your team. Let's talk about your squad, Team Elite. Yeah. Tell me about it. So, so Team Elite, it comes down to pretty much the same thing, Um, you know, when – Team Elite was created because, honestly, when I first started in the real estate industry, um, and I'm going to say Joanna again, I'm throwing her name out there because we both started in this industry together. Um, pretty much I was thrown in. Um, my broker at the time, and he can he can vouch for this. I know I'm not going to have any issue with saying this. Um, he went on the first show with me. He said, Lewis, this is how you do it. That's it. I was like, what do you mean? That's it. Like, you right, you're on your own. Okay, great. So for me, it was okay. I figured out the the play. I figured out what I needed to do. What I you know to get to the next level. And now you know I had agents who were hitting me up saying, "Louis, like, can you help me? I want to know you know how do I do this? How do I do that?" So you know, um, and my, my broker, the same broker that threw me out there, was like, "Listen, you should start a team, even though it's gonna it's not gonna be as easy to start a team, and you're starting in the real estate." But I think it's the best opportunity for you to put yourself out there. And, um, you know, it's funny. Joanna and I had this conversation earlier um, in the car on our way here. And we're talking about how building a team can show you how to deal with different personalities. Yes. And and honestly, that's the best part of my whole team because everybody is different in each way. But I know how to deal with everybody to the point where I, they understand how we can make our clients' dreams come true. I love that you say that and uh, what it's like to build a team and dealing with different people because all your customers are a little bit different. Hundred percent. Right? So we're dealing with different cultures and everything. That, that, that's a that's a beautiful thing. So you um, you're talking about building a team. I want to come back to one of your posts you put up recently. I saw you just advertised that you're looking for a loan officer and it's a career opportunity. Yes. So building a team comes in place with it's right. I'm ready to help others. I was a little bit. Not greedy with my time, but I know that if I want to help someone else, I need to first help myself. But I have an assistant, an amazing assistant that a lot of people know. If they work with me, they know I have That my job assistant. is going? No, she's... You got she's, an assistant already. You're getting another one. Correct. So what's going to happen is that the assistant that I have, who is Lisa Campos, she is a licensed real estate agent. So she's now ready to spread her wings. She's a part of the Team Elite as well. Yep. So <laughs> if she has so much potential that now she already did her part on understanding the whole concept. So what we want to do is we want to get her out there, 
get in the field and then bring someone else that we can help, that we can provide the same guidance to. Mm -hmm. So right now we already hired the new assistant. We're going to start getting her trained. Lisa's going to be part of the training, and then she's going to go solo, you know, go out there and, and do her best as she always does. And then we have a new member coming in into the team, a loan officer. And like you mentioned, this is not a job. This is a whole new career that they're coming into, yeah. a new lifestyle. So it's, it helps because right now I'm here with you, but I have someone that I know I can trust my business and our business too. Correct. That, mean, that means everything. So the energy is great and a chance. I'm, I'm ready to stop doing what I'm doing to join both of <laughs> our teams right now. But there, there's one question I have for both of you. You can answer in any order you want. You need a license to sell real estate. You need a license to do mortgages. Talk to me about the licenses. Should I be, like, scared? Is it hard? Or can somebody really do it? So I'm going to have Luis lead that question <laughs> because he has more licenses than I do on the sense of, like, different industries. I have many licenses, but on mortgage. So I ha I'm licensed in Florida, New Jersey, Connecticut, PA, New York, and so on. But it's just in mortgages. Yeah. He actually has three types of um, licenses, and he will explain to you. I'm going to come back to your mortgage license. I'll get to the real estate. How hard is the mortgage license for someone that wants to do it, but they might be scared? So it's different for everyone. It's an exam, a national exam that you have to get. So it's not like a state exam, so it's more difficult. I, would, I haven't taken the um, real estate exam, yeah. but I do know that it's 125 questions for us, and it's a national exam, so therefore we're going to be throwing everything from 100%. real estate to mortgages to math, to all of that. So a lot of people can't pass it the first, second, or third try, and you only have certain times that you limit. So, for example, if you don't pass it the first time, you got to wait a few months, second, a few months, third, six months, and it's a hundred and something to retake it. Yeah. Fortunately, I did pass it in the first try. Let's so. go! <laughs> so yeah, I didn't yeah. have to go through that anxiety, but I do help people that and they've been there. I'm like, this is what you can do. You have to understand the concept. So if you are planning to get that license, don't try to memorize anything. Okay. They will test you left and right. They will try to trick you. You will have to understand the whole concept. You will have to understand why and w what reasons you're getting this license 100%. for. So that's my advice. It's not, I can't say it's hard because I passed it on the first try, mm -hmm. but everyone has levels of things of what they think it's hard. People, some people love taking tests, and other people can know all the material. Correct. And uh, they get, I think it's, uh, just, just get scared. But yeah. Correct. I mean, I could butt into that, Kev, because I, I took my mortgage test. I have okay. my mortgage license. Okay. So, um, and just to keep the conversation rolling, right? So, I took my real estate test six times. Okay. I passed it on the sixth try. Right? Okay. Let's so go. So, it's about 75 questions, um, you know, but it all comes down, honestly, and I figured it out because, you know, um, it was always between what test is the hardest. Is the mortgage test the hardest or the real estate, real estate test is the hardest, right? So, um, you know, for me, I passed my mortgage test on the first try. Nice. Right, 125 questions. I'm like, like wow, like, and now I'm taking 75 questions, and like Joanna said, it's not about you memorizing the questions. It's you understanding the concept of how things work in this business. And if you're not, and I was already in real estate when I was taking my real estate test, so I, I didn't, I wasn't really into it like 100, percent but I kind of understood the concept. But I just, like I said, I was memorizing the things. And then I expected those questions to be on the test. And by the time I would get there, I'm like, okay, I know this. And then I, the next Friday, I would see, failed. I'm like, ah. Oh. You know? but, but you just said a lot about yourself. Um, if you want to work with a realtor that's not going to give up on you, work with this guy. Because Definitely. you just did it six times. Yeah. What is it about you that you wouldn't give up? Most people would give up maybe on the second time. 
So, <laughs> so I really like. Okay, so the thing is, all right, I'm gonna say it like this. So pretty much, Joanna and I were working at this office, right? Um, so this one week, um, it was a very rough week. We were doing. I was doing an investment property with my um office manager at that time, and um he decided that I was gonna get paid every Friday. Um, so one there was a little issue. There was a hiccup between one of the deals that me and him were doing. Um, I'm not going to get into details about it, but long story short, we got into an argument. Um, it was a Wednesday. The relationship ended. He was like, you know, screw you. I same, we, we exchanged some words. It happens. And pretty much that was it. I said, Joanna, look, I just got fired. Like, I don't have a paycheck no more. I got to figure this out. Um, at that time, I had already taken my test um, the fifth time. So that, that Wednesday that I got, um, like, fired pretty much, that Friday, I go, you know, I took, I had already taken my sixth try, but then that Friday, I go on the e-axis to check the portal, and it says pass. I'm like, there you go. That's it. That's it. Let's go. That's it. We're I was here. like, that's it. I needed to, I was at the wrong place, and I needed to get out of there for me to pass my real estate license. So then, literally, it was just that. That's that's what I've been doing since. And then um, Joanna joined me. She We had already had a goal that Joanna was going to do lending and I was going to do real estate. She could elaborate on that as well. So, you know, just Let's so talk people about know. It. Let's talk about it. So, yeah, so it was, we wanted to help the community because we come from parents that were also, we can say, victims of fraud when it comes to finances, especially the mortgage uh, modifications were coming in and, you know, like they didn't know what they were signing up to. So we decided, okay, we have to help the community. We have to, we both enjoy uh, real estate, we both enjoy this. Um, you're the outgoing guy. You're the you, you're the ones that's gonna go out there build relationships and so on. He's like a friendly person. I'm like, I'll stay behind doors. Little did I know that I also had to go. Gotta do it. She thought she was gonna be hiding or something. Yeah, so I was like, I'll, I'll be behind the computers. And when I had my business, I would send everyone to do the photography and everything, and I'll stay indoors like editing. I thought it was gonna be the same thing. So I was like, I'll get the the lending license. You be the face of real estate, and I'll. I'll be the chef in the back, but no, I, you know, I have to get out there, get thrown <laughs> out there. So that's what we did. I went, I went for my, my license. He got it, um, a little bit earlier than me. New York license takes about six months to get in. So, yeah. you know, New, New Jersey was the first one. So when I came into the game, he was already six months in. So he was already six months in. He already had tried other lenders. So people say, oh, they work together because they're friends. No, it's really because we both share the same ethics, the Correct. work ethic, morals, Correct. and foundations that mm -hmm. he was able to test out somewhere else and understand that we're here for one mission. 100%. To, to get things done. And um, I'm all about the why, right? Yeah. Uh, some people in it for the what, for the dinero, the for money that's going to come from. But the why is everything. Yeah. And you talked about the community. You've said the community a few times. And then you just shared that some of your eldest parents were victims of the fraud 100%. in the industry. So for a little backstory for people, um, mortgage crisis, economic crash of 2009, 2010, a lot of people were hurt. They were in houses, putting mortgages more or less that they shouldn't have been in. 100%. And when it fell down, um, on the top, the country fell apart. On the bottom, people really suffered. Correct. The middle class. Correct. Yeah. The That's middle right. Class. And then when it comes to our community and um, the minorities, it's also the Spanish speakers, that's when we decided there's not a lot of professionals with their own language yeah. able to explain things or them defend Correct. themselves in their own language. Because if I go to someone and I lie to them, 
and it's the same language, they're going to feel confident to come back at me yeah. and say something. But if I don't speak their same language, they're going to say, wow, she did something that I didn't understand, but I can't communicate with her. And yeah, and that was a lot, that was a big thing in the Spanish community where a lot of like there there is Spanish like people who were, you know, Hardly. trying to help them. But in reality, they were taking advantage of them. Um, my, my father was a victim of, you know, um, the whole 2008 foreclosure. Um, and that, that's what I do, what I do, because, you know, he at one point he was losing his house in a foreclosure. Um, I was able to save his house from um, doing loan modification. So like Joanna said, it's we're, we're big community people. Um, and this is we love what we do because we're able to help people just like us, people like you um, have who are also, you know, understandable and want to be successful and have big dreams. I, I, what you just said, the, the why part of what you just said is just. Massive. You went through it. Your father went through it, and you helped him save his house. Now, remember the story that you told me before. Yeah. You were really young when that happened. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, like you know, my my dad bought his house back in two thousand five. I'm a own. I'm an old one baby. So I was about four years old. Right. Oh my gosh. So, so, um, so hold up, hold up. Look <laughs> at my calculator. Old one baby. This is twenty twenty one. Carried twenty. Yeah, 20. <laughs> Real estate broke 20 years old, people. 20 years old. Yeah. Talk to us. So, so yeah, pretty much, man. Like, it's like um, on, on, on our show, on our podcast, we had this one lady, Susan Clark, and she said something that has been stuck in my head forever, and she said real estate or death, right? And, real estate or death. Yes, real estate or death. And that that was that was that situation for my, my parent or myself, right? Because... Um, you know, thank God we didn't get evicted, but you know, there was a lot of people who got evicted who were in worse positions than we were. Um, I saw my, my father getting taken advantage by, you know, many attorneys, um, you know, appraisers, just, you can name it. A lot of people in the real estate um, industry, um, taking money left and right. Um, so, you know, it was very unfair. So at one point I decided, you know what, screw this. I'm taking it to my hand. I'm going to see what I can do for my dad, um, you know, and that's how everything works for its purpose. Everything has a purpose, you know. Um, it's funny because I ended up working at this office where the person who was managing the office was the one who taught me how to do the loan modification. I swear to God, Kev, there was probably about at least 20, 30 other people who tried doing that and could never get it approved. Wow. It took me about six to seven months. We got it approved, and that's how I met Joanna. That's that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. So you you met him right at the time you were going through. I want to stay with your dad for a second and being mm -hmm. hardworking person works yeah. hard enough to buy a house, but take advantage. Tell me about your dad. Tell me what work he was doing, how he pulled off the house, and how yeah. excited he was to have it. Yeah, yeah. And then what happened when it went left? So so the the way that so my dad's been in the construction business. He's a general contractor. He does most of my um like construction all, all over flips and stuff. So my dad's been in the like um, paving, masonry, um, at general contract, roof, siding, you name it, pretty much building homes from scratch. So um, he's been in that business for the last, I'll say, 25 years. And um, pretty much, you know, like everybody's cultural dream is to own a home. So pretty much. Where's your dad from originally? My dad's originally from El Salvador. Beautiful. So, you know, he comes here from El Salvador very young. Um, he never thought he would own a home, you know, it, it, it's just a dream that I guess when people come to this country, they start thinking different, they, their mentality changes, you know, um, so for me, it was, for him, it was, um, you know, 
okay, now he has a family. How does he have a safe place for them to live? So he bought um, our first house in 2005, um, you know, he, working his construction job. My mom is working a factory job. Um, they both bought the house together. Um, the house is cash cow now, so okay, it's definitely okay. a great opportunity. You know, he did he he probably didn't know it was going to be a great opportunity, but um. So long story short, unfortunately, the loan that he got back in the days was an adjustable rate mortgage. So you know, um, Joanna can explain you know what that is to to the to the people who don't know what adjustable rate is. But pretty much, his payment was changing every month. Um, one month it was two thousand five hundred. The other month was four thousand. Then it went up to seven thousand. So. Where's that where's that money supposed to come from? I know people have dreams and dreams have dollar figures attached to it. If I come to you and I say I have it, I can do two thousand, I can do twenty five hundred a month. Hundred percent. And then suddenly it's four thousand dollars. Where is that going to where's that supposed to come from? Well that's that was the trick back then. They know it wasn't gonna come from anywhere, so we'll keep your house. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. You know? So it's like, okay, right now you, you think you can afford it. You're going to keep growing financially. Okay, but financially to what extent? Right. Once you can't do that, then that's it. You're underwater. And you got to remember back then, too, you were getting either 100% financing or 110. There's people walking out with just putting, like, bare minimum. And, that's, uh, <laughs> and that, that, that's insane because 100%, all the money being loaned to you to buy the entire house, 110%, more than what's necessary yeah. to buy the house, you don't have anything in it. You definitely don't understand it. So, and right. I know there's more more parts of that behind the scenes than mm-hmm. there ever ever was. But thank God for you guys, that next generation to to come in. So, the the theme of my whole season this year is change the narrative. How people were in one situation mm-hmm. and they changed it. So you kind of told your story how you changed the narrative. John, I want to ask you. You owned and operated a completely different business. Talk about that business and how you changed the narrative to come into this business. Okay. So I was always into business administration, always into business. As From 17 to 21, I was doing managing for a retail store. So I was a manager there. And then I went into banking while I was studying for business administration. I didn't know what business I wanted to pursue. I just knew that I was good with running a business, uh, managing people, running the numbers, and so on. So eventually, since my father was a photographer, he showed me the, you know, all about the business. I was like, you know what? Let me establish a studio. Let me make it happen. Let's make it happen. But I wasn't the creative artist. I was the one that was able to close every contract, you know, get, get everything done, delivered, and so on. And I would send photographers. I would send videographers. I would outsource the editing because I didn't have that creative eye for it. But I knew how to get the business coming so eventually I became very interested in real estate and so on. So since I didn't have any single person to rely for information, I was like, okay, I'm going to leave everything, and I'm going to go somewhere where I can learn this, even if I have to pay. Well, thankfully, I was looking online, and I saw Indeed that he actually uh, <laughs> threw it out there with the other company yeah. that he was working with, and it was real estate-based um, with the short sales, foreclosures, and so on. So I took a hit on my pay. Okay. And, and that's what... I saw the bigger picture, the, the vision of, like, this is what I want to yeah. do. So I was used to getting this much, but I was like, you know what? Now I'm getting paid to learn this, and that's 100%. the way I saw it, even though I took a big hit on being, being coming from the bank mm-hmm. and so on. So I'm like, all right, um, managing this business, so I have enough income to come in here and get, I think it was, like, $60 an hour. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't it was. Remember. You did it, though. But I took the hit, and then I started learning and learning, and then when I met Louise, 
you know, he was like, you know, I do all the work and it's only you and I doing all the work. And I was like, yes, because we are interested in learning. Yeah, business. 100%. And I was like, this is a school for us. This is, you know, we're going to graduate us in once we're ready. And I'm grateful that I was there. I'm grateful that the guy took me in, so the potential. Yeah. And I'm grateful that I have met Luis. And like we always say, there's no coincidence. There's yeah. purposes. And we both came from the same background of like our parents going through hardship and financially. And here we are now. And, and I think that's what makes us work perfectly together. Because you, you can relate. Uh, your parents first generation as well? Yes. El Salvador as well? El Salvador and Honduras. Okay. Both, both, both of the above. You said a lot in your change the narrative story. And I think it's something a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Once they get to X amount of dollars an hour, X mm -hmm. amount of dollars per year, you have the false narrative that is always going to go up and nobody's willing to take a step backwards right. to go forward. Right. You had to go from 100 to zero to turn around and 100%. go back to zero to 100. So um, I try to share words with people like internships and shadowing. 100%. Maybe I'm not ready to be a real estate agent. Maybe I'm not ready to be a loan officer, but... Can I shadow you? Can I really watch and get your coffee while you work so I can learn? Correct. And, and then see if I can have the confidence 100%. to come into business. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we're open to that. I mean, honestly, Kev, so, you know, the reason why I said we're open to that is because, you know, we came into this business, like, probably knowing a good 20%, right? Mm -hmm. And if you know 20% in this business, you're not going to succeed. Right. Like, you know, um, so pretty much... Like, and I'll say it this way, like, there's a lot of agents or brokers out there who had it kind of easy because they got it handed down. Um, you know, they had somebody in the business or somebody just said, hey, you're going to be a loan officer. Here's all my tools, all my clients. Um, just make sure you figure it out. For us, it was like scratching left and right, figuring out where who's our database, where's our clients coming from. Um, okay, now how do we help them fix their credit? How do we show them what, you know? So all these little things start adding up to the point where we're like, wait, what happens when, you know, everybody's going to die. So what happens when I die? Who's going to be, my, you know, my protege? Who's going to be my person behind me? So, you know, and that's why I said we're open to teaching everybody because this is this comes down to a genera uh, generational thing where at the end of the day, um, I had to work hard for it, but then now I'm passing it down to my kids. I don't have kids yet, but maybe in the future, you know. So now they're going to have it a little easier than I did, you know. So now, you, now you're now you building a, a legacy. I love it. I love the energy. I love the, the realness and the truthfulness and the backstory. You can't make none of this. You can't make none of this up. It's yeah, all, you can't. You it's really all can. real. It's all heartfelt. And the way, the energy you come with is like everything happened yesterday. Yeah. Because you never forget what you... It's on the top you, of your head. And to go back head. to that, I usually <clears> apply <throat> that when it was hiring the second assistant. And it came to also the questions that they had. How much am I going to get paid? What are the benefits? What is this? Can I get a raise already? You know, can you give me more? So I'm like, okay, you're looking for a job. You're not looking for a career change because you're looking that... You're telling me you want to learn the business, but then you're asking me... Can I give you more? Yeah. Can you get paid more? So you are not here to learn the business. You're here that you just think that this is what you want to do. I'll give you the opportunity. But at the end of the day, this is for someone that actually is going to put in the work that's going to, like Louis said, that he sees that there's more than just that paycheck out there. Yeah. So, right. But a lot of people won't take that hit. Well, a lot of people don't have the understanding of uh, <laughs> what it is to own in a business. And when you have a business, uh, the bank doesn't have a fund set aside that – all the money that Johanna wants, all the money that Lewis wants, just take it from there and then take it <laughs> that way to be all we good. Ken, yeah. I'll share something with you. 
that I think not even Lewis knows. There was points where I had to eat like just one taco from Taco Bell because that's all my my budget yeah. was able to afford. Yes, and it's like <laughs> yeah. wow, it's like a dollar Taco Bell, a dollar taco from Taco Bell, and it had to last the whole day yes. in my belly, in my yes. system. Yes, and it's like when you see that no one has that passion to go through this 100%. and 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 like start from the bottom. Yeah. There's only one thing. You're not going to make it to, for the long term. You're you not going to stay is, for the long it's term. It's a reality check. It's a reality check because you pretty much stop. Like you, it makes you stop and think. And now that you said that, I'll share something with you too. So, and this is... Uh, so and we have I would no never wine and we're already sharing point, the right? secrets. <laughs> yeah. So one time I was at Chipotle with my friends and um, one of them, one of the agents now on my team, Victor... Um, so I remember one day we were at Chipotle, we were online, we grabbed the food, I swiped my card, everything was fine, I was already eating my food, um, manager comes to me and is like, excuse me sir, your card declined, I'm like, oh, shit, like, yeah. you know, I don't have another yeah. card, like, that's yeah. it, like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. so I'm like, yo, um, you know, and Victor is fine with me saying this, I said, yo, Victor, do you have any, like, money on you, and like, he's like, no, I don't have anything, and then I'm like, alright, my friend, um, Justin, he's next to me, he's like, do you have, I'm like, yo, do you have anything, he's like, no, and I'm just like, fuck, <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> how do I go back to the manager and tell right, him, right, like, right. I don't, I don't, right. I just came to grab food, now I don't have money for it, right. so, long story short, the manager was like, listen, don't worry, it's on me, I'll take care of it, that's like, phenomenal, but, but that, like, that's, that situation changed my whole like perspective on everything, and I said I'm never ever gonna be in this position ever in my life again. And thank God I haven't been in that position. But that that's the reality check that I think everybody here needs. And I'm pretty sure Kev, you've oh, been there. Before. I, I can, I can. If this was uh, if, if I was on the other side of the mic, I would share. But <laughs> but uh, people that's watching, people that's listening, wherever you listen at. There's a certain kind of person in the world that's that's very special, and that's a person with a PhD. And I don't mean a PhD degree. I mean a person that's poor, hungry, disciplined, determined, dedicated, determined. and determined to achieve whatever they're going to achieve. And you guys both both shared that. And the beauty is because that's in your belly that one that one taco that that chipotle that wouldn't clear. It's obvious when you talk to people. That you're real. You're not mm-hmm. referencing something that you read about or um, Mr. or Miss Client. Um, I really don't know why you don't have a great credit score because yeah. you should pay your bills. Or I really don't know why your All income right. is low. <laughs> you know, you're coming from a real place because you are them All and right. they are you. You know, it's definitely an approach that um, I take and value and people appreciate in my business. I uh, always share with people exactly where where I'm from. I'm very Proud of being from uh, the one one seven nine eight from being from Wine Ranch. I want to ask you about that because I see you <laughs> doing your thing, listing and flipping properties in Wine Ranch. But uh, where did both of you grow up at? Where did you grow up, and where did you grow so up? So I grew up in the Brentwood, bro. Brentwood, okay. That's so that's it. And then, so believe it or not, she she's gonna tell you where she's from. But I could, I'm gonna say this before she says it. Our all our three towns are ninety nine point ninety nine percent the same. Yes. So, go. So I would say, like you know, and I, you know, it's funny the listing that you just saw in Wine Dance. She's that's the superintendent from the whole school district. My good friend. So my good friend, Doctor Talbert. Yeah, Doctor Talbert. So Gina Talbert. Yes. Right. So I just that's her home, um, that I just listed. So the best part about it is, you know, the first thing she said to me was, Louis, um, when you're selling this house, please let people know that this is an upcoming, um, you know. School district, and I said, 
Gina, I'm gonna cut you right off. And I said, and I said this to her. I said, you have, you don't have to explain to me none of that. I said, I come from Brentwood and I understand. So I said, we're gonna sell this house just like I would sell one of my listings in Brentwood. And she said, where do I sign? That's beautiful. That's beautiful that you could relate, and that's important because you're selling. Part of the house buying process, you're actually buying a school district. Yeah. So you being from Brentwood, shout out to Wood Nation and all my connection to Wood Nation. Yeah. It means a lot to be able to talk about Correct. that experience that you had and what that child is going to have in the school, and especially for you as a young man that you navigated every part of it and to be Correct. who you are and where you are today. Correct. Correct. And the, the best part is a, a district. Look, a district, the town doesn't make who you you are. You make who you want to be. Um, if you if you hang out with the right people, you make the right decisions. That's gonna that's what's gonna change your life. Um, if you have the right mentality, it doesn't matter who you who you're next to. You could be you could be a gang member. You could have a drug dealer right here. But if my mentality is set on I want to be successful, that's who you're gonna be. And um, honestly, like I, the reason why I said that is because a lot of people have false perspective on Brentwood Wine Edge, and I'm not gonna mention her town because I want her to talk about it, but. You know, they have false perspectives because they don't come from these places. They they don't come from places with adversity. They Most of the stuff they come from is given to them. So they will never understand what you, me, Joanna has been through. Um, so when people talk bad, like, oh, Brownwood's bad, Wine Dance is bad. I'm like, you never been there. You don't know anything. So no, shut no, up and stop hating. no idea. The, you the, wish you were from there. The love that's in uh, these communities. So same question. Where are you from? Oh, wow. Well, this question makes me a little nervous because no one asked me questions. I do all the <laughs> questions. I ask all the questions. And um, I haven't shared, like, a lot of people don't really know me or my story. So, and, and most of those questions, again, <clears throat> see, it gets me nervous. Even um, Luis is probably first time listening to it, but I don't, I want to be transparent because then if you lie, you got to remember all the lies. Right. That's one thing I learned. So, I was actually born in California, in LA. But I was raised in El Salvador, and okay. a lot of people, 99% of people don't know that. Okay. So I was raised in El Salvador without my parents. I was raised with my grandparents, and that's where they showed me everything I know from, from right to wrong. When I met my parents, it was in Hempstead. So I moved to New York in Hempstead, and um, that's why also English is not my first language. And eventually, you would never know. <laughs> great. And eventually we settled down in Unendale, so that's where most of my childhood was in Unendale, and you didn't know, like, like you mentioned, a lot of people would say, you know, it's a bad area, it's a bad district, it's this and that. But um, one of my favorite quotes is, you define your situation, you don't let your situation define you. And that's something I had ever since I was probably, you know, had, had a memory since five years old that I can remember. That's the way that I've been taught. Like, you go there and you make the best out of it. So it's never going to be where you, you know where you were grow, growing up. It's what you want to do out of it. I, I, I love that. You it. said you define your situation. Your situation doesn't define you. Correct. Who's the author of that? I know a lot of quotes. I don't know who I said am that. not sure because I've been on that quote since such a long time, since I was like five years old. I do remember uh, my grandfather being one of the people and then my father reinforcing that to me all the time. Uh, therefore, I will hang out with anyone. If you see, like, I will have all type of friends. <coughs> a lot of people say, tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because I know where I stand. I can sit on the same table as anyone because at the end of the day, I'm me. And, like, 
you know, that's what it is. You define what it is. You bring that good energy wherever mm -hmm. you go. It doesn't matter who you're sitting with, someone with a nice suit or someone that's there just, you know, with their... <laughs> Straight up at work. You with never, the ripped jeans like Louis <laughs> did. The T-shirt, the, the, the ribbed jeans. Right. The, that used to uh, be me. <laughs> it's, but it, some days it's still me. It just means that yeah. you're grinding. It just yeah. means that you're grinding. A lot of people have those false blinders on. They think they can evaluate you by your... Look. Appearance, mm -hmm. uh, where my office is at in Queens, I serve the world. Everybody's from everywhere where I'm from. Yeah. You know what the makeup is of, of wine dance. And I'll repeat that quote by a different author, someone from my hometown. The author is William Griffin, better known as Rakim. And he just said, it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. And it's right. where you're at. This doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's who you, it's who you are and the energy you're giving off to uh, to be yourself. So thank you for being transparent, for, for sharing that. Uh, I saw the realness in your eyes, and that's what I love to do, to let people tell their, their story, because people buy you. They don't buy your, your company, they don't buy your company, they don't buy 100%. mine, but they buy you because you're, you're, you're real. Um, so I want to I wanna stay right there for a second, because it was so powerful, um, what you said and how that and how that came across so again um you guys are both from areas and can connect to people in areas and these are the properties 100%. that really have a lot of the value in it 100%. a lot of the value in it especially especially now so let's talk about that from um just like a real estate perspective of mm -hmm. some of the values that are out there we all know what's going on as we're recording this this is the fall of 2021 we're 100%. here on long island Talk to me about what's happening in values in some of these communities. So that's a good question. So the best part about it is, right, I'm able to go to Uniondale now, right? I, I have buyers who are working in Uniondale, buyers who are looking to buy in Brentwood, buyers who are looking to buy and sell in Wine Dance. So the, and I, well, let's focus on these three points, right? So Brentwood, Wine Dance, and Uniondale. These are big uh, minority communities, yes. right? Yes, So. Poverty exists, right? Yes. You see it left and right. You see it, you know, around the corner. It doesn't hide, right? Um, the town doesn't just come and clean it up and it's gone tomorrow. Um, so I would say the best part about it is that, you know, the people still want to live there. People want to buy in those communities. So it, it doesn't matter who if somebody's asking for a dollar in the corner or if there's a homeless guy sleeping two houses over. People will still buy that house because they know that they're going to have more love and that they're going to have the, the they're going to live in the right neighborhood and that they're going to succeed no matter who or what what is there. They don't this doesn't define the situation and that's that brings more value to homes than the actual price does. Let me let me echo that point. Uh I've been asked on camera by Newsday and other people about what is wine dance and I say wine dance is love. And that small yeah. community, uh, my family has lived in that community. I don't personally live there right now. My family's lived in the community since 1956, 100%. over 65 years. And we have generations of people that love each other, that look out for each other, look out for each other's kids. So there's a love and respect in smaller, close-knit communities yeah. that's a bond that others don't understand. Correct, correct. So correct. That's, a, that's a beautiful thing to have and to have that experience of being in a smaller environment correct. where you actually do get to know your classmates, you do, do get to know your teachers, yeah. your coaches, and you can choose. So in a big situation, I might only want to network and spend time with you two people. Yeah. You know? So that is that is phenomenal, and I think that's something that people can can buy, and yeah. those values escalate. So let's let's talk a little bit about the um, the flip game. You're you're buying. You're not yeah. only 
<laughs> lost in my thoughts. I'll be remiss if I don't ask you this question. Help me understand, help our listeners understand the difference between an agent and a broker, because you're a broker now. Yes. Talk yes. to me about both. So, so um, all right, pretty much, and I'll get into details a little bit, right? So, um, now that I am a broker, that um, thank God I passed my test second try. <laughs> so let's um, go, sir. So pretty much, um, I have a couple of things coming up. Um, you know, I'm not even gonna say it because uh, everybody's gonna. Say, I, I was gonna throw it out there, but we'll hold on to that. Um, but pretty much now, as a broker, I'm able to have agents. So I have my own team right now. But um, so pretty much they're just um, right now. I would say like. Business partners, right, that we work hand-to-hand with each other. But as a broker now, I'm also able to offer them, you know, training when it comes to, which we already have settled. But as I think as a broker, it also gives you the title of, you know, you putting yourself out there as well. Um, you know, I, I'm going to say like this, not to be cocky, um, I am going to be the youngest broker on Long Island as well. One time, youngest broker on Long Island. Yes, Go sir. ahead. So pretty much, you know, I think that's going to open a lot of doors for me, especially um, for my Spanish community. Um, and, you know, also being that my team is very, um, you know, cold, it's multicultural. I have, you know, we have uh, people from different um, cultures. So that is going to open a lot of doors for all of us. Um, so, be, you know, the difference between an actual broker and a real estate agent is, Honestly, there's really not much of a difference. You, you just decide if you, you're going to work as an independent broker or an associate broker. Um, so you guys will be seeing shortly what I'm doing. But um, pretty much, you know, it's an advantage. It, it could also be a disadvantage, if you know, in, in the business aspect. Um, but if you know how to, you know, um, manipulate the market and work with your clients the right way, then um, there should be no issue with succeeding. I have I have no doubt your your energy your drive is too great. Um, not succeeding is not an option for you. Yeah, definitely. I think that's clear to everybody. Uh, I'm gonna come back to changing the narrative with you. Uh, when you got into the mortgage side of business, leaving the other business, you thought you'd be behind the scenes, but now fast forward or look at your IG and you're speaking in front of people. So the funny thing is, I remember the first time I was in front of the camera, he, uh, he was actually there. And it was with, um, I was with a different bank, right, when I started my license. Who They've been very helpful. So the first thing he thought is like, okay, let's put the camera in front of her. She works with cameras, being behind. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say, and it was, he wanted to introduce myself in Spanish, which is my most comfort language. I couldn't even get my name across. Wow. I got so nervous <laughs> that I couldn't even say. I was like, hola, me llamo. And then, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, yeah, that was like, she's learning Spanish. Oh, my God. And, and you I know how many just, tries? Like, panicking. And Are you serious? So it was like 45 tries. tries. And then um, who was with me, he, the branch manager, he didn't speak Spanish. It's Italian. And he was perfectly, hola, me llamo, John Loprosti. And I'm here, like, unable to speak. And then I realized, okay. That's a flaw, and I'm the person I love challenges. So okay. Like, all right, so now i got to get myself in front of it. I did something crazy as going, I started a radio show live. Okay. So there's no mistakes. No mistakes. Everyone's watching you. There's, you know, there's no like, oops, sorry. And it was like, that helped me so much. And um, going into network, I eventually invited him. We had the most views because he couldn't get himself out. Yeah. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that he that whole episode was um, stutter and real estate. Oh, my God. I, I stuttered more than I talked about real estate on that episode. So it's just a matter of, like, you know, it's great when you, you're you scared and, and all because that's going to help you. That's going to motivate you to, like, okay, let's 
take um, this obstacle to a different level. And um, I'm, I love being com- um, comfortable, comfortable being uncomfortable. That's what it is. So somebody said, if you're not scared every day, your dreams aren't big enough. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Once I feel like I'm comfortable with something, then I want to take it to a different level. Right. Like, if anything, I was like, now, like, hey, can we call Anivis like, yeah. Young? Can we call? <laughs> and see what we can do because you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's the only way you're going to keep growing. And I feel like that's why Joanna and I connected more from the beginning because, um, you know, you know that saying where they say it's if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. Get out and, of the room. And honestly, in that business that we were in, we were like, we were to a point where we were getting bricks put on our head, like, okay, you know too much, like, stop. So then we knew right there and then, it's like, now we just need to take action and run with it. And go. And go. And go, and that's it. Don't even look back. So my next challenge is network events. I don't show up, I don't go, because I don't know, like, I'm I'm like, hi. So that's next. A lot of people are going to be seeing me there now more, because I got to get comfortable with it. I don't like going, because like I mentioned, I was like, I'm going to be behind doors, and now it's like the business requires this kind of um, networking and all this to grow your business and 100%. you have to go out there and do it. It's, it's necessary. So that would, you actually bridged my next question. Networking. Um, are you guys a part of any networking groups? Um, so no, we're not part of a networking group, but I'm going to throw this out there now that you asked us how we're networking. So Joanna and I, we built a, fee, um, a, a nonprofit organization called Phoenix Prime Inc., right? So the, what Phoenix Prime Inc. is pretty much, um, we built this because we, like we said, you know, we, ha- we come from communities like Wine Dance, Uniondale, Brownwood, where we want to give back to people. What, what about now we create something, Kev, where we b- give back to people in our parents' country who gave to them when they didn't have anything. Yes. So, so Phoenix Prime surrounds ourselves, you know, Joanna and I, and we were trying, we're trying to create this system where we can show kids, not just kids, um, upcoming entrepreneurs, how to build a business, how to become an insurance, what is an insurance agent, right? But not here in the U.S. because we, I, I feel like here in the U.S. we have all the tools possible, like, if you don't put yourself out there, it's because you're lazy as hell, and you you just you're not gonna you 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 have no goals, right? In El Salvador, Central America, you could also name another countries. They don't have the opportunity like you and I have here. Right. So we created this Phoenix Prime because we want to create the opportunities for them. Now imagine if we were able to find somebody in Central America who is going to be the next insurance guru, I love the it. next real estate investor. The next Joanna Amaya. I love it. Now we're building entrepreneurs in different parts of the world. Absolutely. And you're giving them skill sets that they can apply that are worldwide. The world's getting smaller. 100%. The, the internet makes the world smaller. It's very easy for yeah. us to interact with each other. Oh, Louis, if I'm not correct, you just took a trip. Yes. Talk about it. Talk so, about it. And, and so that's all part of it. And I'm actually going back in the next three weeks. Um, and so, Joanna, I'm going to let her elaborate on the event that we're hosting as well. Um, so it's kind of sort of something like Kevin and James are doing. Um, but the thing is, so since we are the nonprofit, so we're creating a soccer tournament. Um, Joanna will give you guys the details on that. So pretty much this tournament is just going to um, help, you know, us create. And the reason why, you know, we, we started doing this is because when I went on my trip recently, um, you know, I, I, there was this one lady that um, this church that my mom goes to, they wanted to donate some money. And they had me go deliver the funds. So I had to walk about, I'm going to say about two hours and 30 minutes to her, the lady's house. Okay, hold on. <laughs> you had to walk two hours and 30 minutes yes. to somebody's house. Yeah. With nobody. 
no, in New York. Yeah, nobody, nobody in the U.S. listening that really can hear that. Correct, correct. And so, so, but the thing is, <coughs> so we're walking up a mountain, right? And so think about it like a hike trail, right? Okay. So the, there's only so the car only goes up to a certain point. So we with the car we only we drove about an hour up. And then after driving an hour up, we had to walk about another okay. two hours and 30 minutes. Lewis, again. let me take a time out. <laughs> I struggle with heights. Yeah. My son took me. I went to California to visit my son. And he took me in the Runyon Trails. And we're looking across at the Hollywood yeah. side. So even with you saying this and me not being there, you're saying you drove an hour up. Yeah. My stomach knows how steep that is. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. So you drive yeah. an hour up. Yeah. What's down there? What you looking at? You can't see shit. <laughs> right, finish the story. I'll get myself together. So, finish. So, so yeah. So pretty much we we go up there. So, so we drove about an hour. Then so pretty much the, the road ends. And then they're like, okay, so now you got to walk. So the best part about it, though, that I, the best part about it, the story is I didn't know where I was going. I just knew the lady's name. And so I kept asking every neighbor, hey, do you know this person? And they will be like, oh, yeah, it's a blue house, but you got to keep going about another hour. Okay, so now I would walk 30 minutes, and then I would ask, oh, do you know this person? Yeah, you're kind of close. You need about another 20, 30 minutes. And I just like, you know, it's my first time walking there, and I'm just walking and walking. By yourself? You're with no, people? I'm with um, my – I was with my aunt, my uncle, um, and one of my cousins, and we just keep walking. But the trail, I'm literally – I'm not even lying to you. It's a one-person trail. Um, there's rocks all over the place. Um, th- this is unsafe conditions. So, long story short, Kev, this lady, um, she does she washes people's clothes back in the village. So every day for her to go to work, she has to walk those two hours all the way down. Hopefully, she catches a ride another hour to the main road, and hopefully, she catches a bus from the main road to the village, and. If she missed all those buses, she's walking her ass home to get to her house and feed her family and help them. So when you see the stuff, when you see the adversary, you're, you're, you're just like, we have every opportunity. We have every dollar. Here in the U.S., we have enough money to everyone can be a millionaire. So why not share those opportunities with people in these countries and these third world countries that they don't have that? It's... it's uh. You are touching with everybody. So when this is edited, when we do my clips, uh, that's my clip. That's the story. So we'll come back to it. But that's the story because you have to paint a picture for people. And we're back on because what happens is this. We're in the iPhone and the Waze generation. 100%. When you're describing directions to someplace, if this is the first time somebody's coming to the mm-hmm. studio, mm-hmm. I send you a text. You don't ask me how you get there. You Waze it and you come. Yep. Yeah. You're telling a story from a different place and a different time yeah. that people cannot imagine. Um, my, my parents are from South Carolina. It's a rural area mm-hmm. where you have rural stories like this where yeah. you go down the road to the mailbox, you'll see a red bird, and then you'll turn this way yeah. or that way. So, <laughs> And it's, it's insane to me that this story still exists in yeah. 2021, but I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you made me comfortable being uncomfortable, first with the heights, yeah, and then second with the reality of what your nonprofit and what your vision is yeah. for, for for giving back. Because you doing that is going to change not only her future but many people's future 100%. going forward. Because again, it's getting smaller and smaller. So 
I would be an ignorant host if I even asked questions like, what is the Wi-Fi like and could you talk to somebody? Because I know that doesn't yeah. exist. They don't even have electricity. They don't have electricity, bro. So after 5 o'clock, it's already dark. You got to turn on the fire and that's it. Think about it. going on. Yeah, well, you, you're you giving me and you giving everybody a lot to think yeah. about. I've done my yeah. fair share of traveling. I've been in different parts of the world, 100%. but I have not been in that situation. I think most yeah. people listening and watching cannot relate. So if people want to know that deep pit where your passion, where your pain yeah. comes from, I think you just told every story that we needed to tell. So you really can not only hear it, mm-hmm. but you could feel it. Yeah, okay. and I saw it, man, and that's the best part. And, you know, Joanna, just elaborate, you know, tell everybody about the event because I think it's important because, you know, we can't live it. We, we're not living that generation. But, Kev, now it's so easy. You turn on that, you you know, we can turn on that switch and we have lights. You know, we have a Wi-Fi box. If, if it's not working, we reset it. You know, now people are watching us, Kev. But these people are, they have nobody watching them. Nobody knows who they are, you know. Now imagine how many other people are in that same village um, that are also in the same, same the same situation. Yeah. And, you and, the, and these people's houses, Kevin, I'm telling you, I'll send you a picture. It's literally branches, a plastic bag, hope, hoping it covers them from the rain, and just um, some type of roof. That's it. So, Kev, you and I, Joanna, and everybody else in the real estate industry, um, it doesn't have to be real estate industry. We have every power to change the world, not just Long Island, not just New York, not just USA, the world. And you use the word power. I'm going to come back to the event for in, in one second. You're using the word power, and you're giving off powerful, insane energy. I noticed that the name of the podcast the two of you do together is called Feeding the Power. And that's a What's shout the out. Story? That's a shout out. Oh, okay. I was going to cut you. Uh, no, I didn't mean to, but it, I wanted to shout out Susie. Susie is my sister. She's a real estate agent. She's part of Team Elite. And she came up with the name because we were looking for the name. And she said, yeah. Johanna, you and Louise are always feeding power to people. Yeah. And I was like, what? Wow. And she's like, that's your name. And we're like, wow. there we go. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. We, we had she's a- the one that came up with the name. She said, you and him. Because she came into the business. She was, in, she was licensed prior, but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, practicing her license and then she you know she knew about him and I working together at the time like, she's always like you're helping you're out there you're this when I I stopped because I was taken advantage of I was scammed my license um didn't you know didn't take any effect but she's like you guys are actually helping so we had this project and I was looking for names and we were like brainstorming and she came up with the name. She said, you and Louise are always feeding power to people. That's your name. Yeah. And we actually had a different name before the uh, I can't podcast. even remember. because It was All in One. All in One, yeah. And, and <laughs> we were like, it was not good. It was not good. <laughs> and then, feeding the power. What's your sister's name? Susie Amaya. Shout out to Susie Amaya. That's, that's powerful. Um, Steve Harvey said, whatever our family and friends say we should be doing, like, if you're the best cook in the family and they yeah. tell you you should cook, you should do that. If you're the best haircutter, you should do that. Other people can see things in you that so we you can't can. see in ourselves. So shout out to Susie for the name. Um, Feeding the Power podcast, that's also networking. How has that made you feel being in front of the, the camera doing the podcast? I was on the other side. I was being interviewed by you guys. How have you enjoyed just talking to people and, and seeing your podcast after it's out there? 
We love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, and I'm not trying to, you know, um, put anything on any other buddy's podcast, but we, Joanna and I originally tried doing a podcast, I'm going to say probably a year and a half before any podcast came out. Um, you well, know. Not, not any, because no. uh, we already had, like, uh, Charles already had his. Yeah, yeah, so, like, mm-hmm. well, I'm saying, like, here with us, and I'm not saying it in a bad way, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say, it's like, we, we, we went to trial and error, like, we had, <laughs> we did one on our own, and it was like, oh my God, it's not good. And then we had one where one of the guys came with the audio piece, like this small, we're trying to record us. I'm like, this is not going to work. So what I'm trying to say is like, long story short, right? Like everything, you making time to have us on your podcast, it, it's, it shows like, you know, um, that you're dedicated to it. And that's what we are. We're dedicated to making stuff happen. We're dedicated to our podcast. Um, I think everybody else who has a podcast, this it's dedication. You know, you have to make time for it. You have to talk to people to come on the show. You got to sit back there with our car and everybody at EPM to make it happen. So, yo, it's I love it. It's, <laughs> it's work. And for me, doing this the last year and a half now, it's networking. It's allowed me to be in front of people without being in front of them or a couple of people at a time, and I love it. Um, as things get better and things open up, what's next for you guys? Let's talk about the event. The event. So the soccer event that we have, it's a soccer tournament, and we're doing it a little bit different. He then mentioned there's something going on, and I believe Kevin is doing it. And, and one of the things I would tell him when it's for a good cause, it's never a competition. There's so many hands that could be out there helping. So I'm like, I don't think that they're going to say, oh, they're doing the same thing because like-minded people don't think that way. They think we're all here to help. So what we're going to do is we're going to modify all the rules for it, for people to have fun. And the reason why it's soccer is because that's one of the things that kept me away from the streets. And I also coached soccer for seven years for middle school teenagers. So then I was like, okay, we're going to modify all the rules. We're going to make just 10, 15 minutes seven players, and just have fun kicking the ball. Something different. No drinks. So 10 to 15 minutes, you got my attention, because I've seen soccer for 90 minutes and nonstop running. I don't think I can do that anymore. So (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to keep it, like, simple, 10 minutes. Uh, Depends how it goes. It could be 15, and we'll go to penalties. You know, a lot of people, I can't even run now more than 15 minutes, so (laughs) I'm doing that of my safety. And it's going to be all donations are going to be the first project. is going to be Honduras for the uh, story he shared. And um, you could donate if you can't, you know, yeah, make it, build your team and so on. So uh, it's going to be October 30th, and the uh, the sign-up ends on the 17th. So the main goal here is not really if you're a soccer player. We made a little little video. Yeah. Louis himself doesn't know how to kick the ball. <laughs> I actually do, but oh, just for the video. Just for the video. Okay. Nah, so, you know, that's, that's the thing. Just come in, have fun, kick a ball around for a good cause. Yeah, Beautiful. Just, just Where's it going to happen at? It's going to happen in Unidale. We're depending on how many teams sign up. We already have three teams signed up. So depending how many come in, we'll announce the loca- the actual location for it. Outstanding. This is this is exciting. This is exciting. This is your Johanna and Lewis feeding the power podcast. Are we need insurance for that. They uh, they may ask. Most facilities will ask for event insurance. <laughs> we'll take care of that. But it's not about me. I talk about everything, but me on the the podcast. And we're we're coming to a wrap up. Um, what didn't I ask? What didn't I ask about you that you'd like to talk about? And what didn't I ask about you that you would like to talk about? Well, you asked more than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely got me out of my comfort zone, and I really want to thank you for having us here. 
Good. Thank you. I appreciate you coming. Yeah, Kev. I think you touch every point of both of um, both Joanna and I's business, and I think um, you know, like she said, thank you for you know um, keeping us in mind. Bringing us on your podcast, I think you touch every point. <laughs> no, well, this is uh, we'll wrap up like this. When I do a podcast for people, I try to ask uh, six questions: the five W's and an H to help my audience get to know my guests. Who are you? Where are you from? When did you get started in the business? Why do you do it? What's next? And how did you get going? So, if you touch upon that. Everything else takes care of itself, so I've tried to do it. Um, I knew a little about both of you being guests. Yeah. Um, my research department, which is me, I just scroll up and down <laughs> Instagram to see what you post about. But the backstories, the transparency, what you guys shared with us today, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, for those people out there in every community, um, but you see the passion they have for the Spanish, the Latina community. Um, you want to get involved in business. You're not sure what to do. Maybe you're working a full-time job and you want to get to know them personally and do a few hours internship shadowing. Those are ways to get into new fields before you're ready to jump into the water. I definitely would highly recommend both of them, giving them a call, give them a shout. You're looking to be a buyer, you're looking to be a seller, you're looking to be a refinancer. These are two people that I highly, highly recommend. And that's it for me for this episode of Wine Down with Kev. Thank you both for being here. Thank you, Thank Kevin. Thank you for having us.